0: to Red Pill Torah, calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions. Been there, done that, and I bought a t-shirt. I'm Tim. And
1: I'm Miss. That's a popular saying when someone remembers doing something or going someplace they've been before. Hang in there with us for a few moments and we'll discuss an interesting connection in the scriptures.
0: If you didn't know, the Torah is the first five books of the Bible. Understanding and believing the Torah gives context to the rest of the Bible. You can email us at redpilltorah at gmail.com. Find us at our website, www.redpiltorah.com. Follow us on redpiltorah.podbean.com on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, or wherever you hear your favorite podcasts. We'd love to hear from you.
1: And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And a big shalom to our listeners in Oregon and Canada. Listen out for Red Pill Torah on a radio station
0: near you. A few podcasts ago, we read from the book called Kohelet. Most know it as Ecclesiastes. The Tanakh, or Old Testament, includes the Torah, the prophets, and the writings. Kohelet is one of the writings, and it's full of practical wisdom and perspective regarding this life. For this podcast, Let's start with Kohelet again. Please join us in chapter 1, verses 9 through 11.
1: Now remember, Kohelet is a collection of wisdom written by Shlomo. We know him as King Solomon. He tried everything he knew to try, and at the end of the day, he concluded that the best thing to do is to fear Yehovah and keep his commandments.
0: Miss, you know, here at Red Pill Torah, We're simply repeating something that has been said many times before. Mm -hmm. We're simply urging believers to fear Jehovah and to keep His commandments. This was not only the conclusion of King Solomon, it is literally the message of the fathers and the prophets in the Old Testament, the message of Yeshua, and the message of the Apostles, Mm -hmm. including the Apostle Paul. Somehow many believers think that Paul came to preach another gospel that invalidates the Torah, the very instructions of the Elohim of creation. The message in the Bible is consistent from cover to cover.
1: Amen, Daddy. The Bible really is consistent, and may we be seen as consistent and faithful before the Father. Amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 has a different take on the consistent message and the repeating of events over time. Starting at verse 9, it says, What has been is what will be. What has been done is what will be done, and there is nothing new under the sun. Is there something of which it is said, see, this is new? It existed already in the ages before us. No one remembers the people of long ago, and those to come will not be remembered by those who come after them.
0: One of our 54 favorite Torah readings is Lech Lecha, which translated into the urban lexicon, means, you go, or get to stepping. This is what Elohim told our father Abraham to do, lech lecha, or you go, out of your father's household and to a land that I will show you. This Torah reading documents the beginnings of several cycles or circles in time, instances when something happened in history and a very similar thing happened later to that person's descendants. In Western culture, we tend to envision time as linear. Things happen and time moves on, bringing a new and totally unique day with unique opportunities and challenges. In school, I remember being taught how to construct a timeline. That's a graphical depiction of events illustrated on a line segment.
1: In the Bible, we see that the passage of time is more like a circle or a series of circles. Remember King Solomon's explanation in Ecclesiastes 1 verse 9 there is nothing new under the sun what has been will be and what has been done will be done. The challenge for us is that we don't value knowing our history too many of us have adopted a more individualistic way of understanding our world for that reason everything that happens to us seems unique but if we look back in time or even look at the lives of others we may see patterns and occurrences that look strangely familiar. Daddy, let's talk about some of the circles we see mentioned in the Torah reading Lech Lecha. There are several.
0: Okay. Well, the life of our father Abraham is a picture of the walk of believers in the Elohim of Israel. Just as the father called Abraham out from familiar surroundings to an unknown but promised place of blessings in the future, we are called to get into step with Elohim. Hebrew scholars identify Abraham's father as a maker of idols. Now, because we know our history, we know that Abraham was called to walk before Elohim and to be perfect. To be perfect means to walk in Elohim's ways or to follow his instructions for living.
1: We who believe in Jehovah, the Elohim of Israel, can claim Abraham as our father, according to Romans 4, verses 11 and 12. It says Abraham received circumcision as a sign as a seal of the righteousness he had been credited with because of his faith while he was still uncircumcised. This happened so that he could be the father of every uncircumcised person who trusts and thus has righteousness credited to him Mm. and at the same time be the father of every circumcised person who not only has been circumcised but also follows in the steps of the trust which Abraham our father had when he was still uncircumcised. Abraham's life and our lives are a circle.
0: Genesis chapter 12 verses 10 through 20 tell us about a famine in the land where Abraham was. Abraham went to Egypt. Evidently, they had food. Mm -hmm. While he was there, the Egyptians, who did not live according to Elohim's instructions, took Sarah, Abraham's wife, and brought her to Pharaoh. Pharaoh gave Abraham lavish gifts as he took Sarah, but Elohim afflicted Pharaoh and his entire household with plagues. Pharaoh ultimately returned Sarah to Abraham and told Abraham to take her and get to Stepin, or get out of Egypt. So, we have a famine, a trip to Egypt for sustenance, interactions with Pharaoh, plagues, and being expelled from Egypt taking wealth from Egypt while leaving. Does that story sound familiar?
1: If I didn't know better, I would say it's exclusively the story of the children of Israel leaving slavery in Egypt. But now I see it's a circle that started with Abraham and came around again in the lives of his descendants. The story of Israel's Exodus includes a famine, a trip to Egypt for sustenance, interactions with Pharaoh. Plagues and being expelled from Egypt, taking the wealth from Egypt while leaving. It's also interesting to note that what happened to Abraham in Egypt happened again in Gerar. We read about that circle in Genesis chapter 20. The king this time was Abimelech, not Pharaoh. This time Elohim did not use plagues. Elohim spoke to Abimelech in a dream, telling him that he was a dead man for taking Abraham's wife.
0: You know, Mama, it's probably not a good idea to mess with the wife of one of Elohim's prophets. I agree. Yeah, that's a serious and terrifying threat, especially coming from the Creator. Now, of course, Abraham's son, Isaac, knew a beautiful woman when he saw one. In Genesis 26, we read about Isaac telling his beautiful wife to say that she was his sister so that he would not be killed by the people in Gerar. This time, the king knew better than to allow her to be taken by anyone in Gerar. Abimelech decreed that all his people should leave Isaac and his wife alone. Smart move from Abimelech.
1: Amen, I know that's right. Mm-hmm. Abraham's faithfulness to the ways of Jehovah gives us a beautiful example and another circle. Lot was Abraham's nephew and traveling companion. In Genesis 13, they split up because they each had too much cattle for the land to support them both. Lot ended up choosing to go to Sodom, a place famous for its wickedness and the judgment that Elohim would eventually rain down on them, literally. As angels from Elohim went to evaluate and ultimately destroy the city, they were unable to execute judgment until they had removed Lot and his family. Elohim would not destroy Lot because, in the midst of a city full of wicked people, he remained faithful to the ways of Elohim. Lot continued the circle of righteousness when surrounded by evil. All of the children of Abraham are called to complete that same circle. Living holy, set-apart lives is nothing new.
0: In Genesis chapter 17, we see the birth of Isaac promised to Abraham and Sarah. They were an elderly couple well past childbearing years, and they did not have any children at that time. In due time, Jehovah kept his covenant with Abraham, giving him a son with Sarah. Now granted, Abraham had a son before Isaac, but the people who came from that son, named Ishmael, became enemies to Israel. We know that Isaac and Rebekah needed divine help to have children as well. Rebekah had two sons, Jacob and Esau jacob was chosen by Jehovah to continue the blessing and the covenant like his uncle ishmael esau and his descendants became adversaries to israel the whole world is feeling the effects of the turmoil from this circle being used by the father to bring about what has been foretold for the end of times
1: speaking of the end of times the history of mankind from the creation to the end of times is a huge circle in the beginning Elohim created the heavens, the earth, and all that's in them. He said that his creation was good. Since then, Hasatan has been working to ruin the good works of Elohim. The Bible documents Elohim's work to establish a righteous remnant of people on earth and to work through us to establish Tikkun Alam. Loosely translated, Tikkun Alam means the restoration of everything.
0: Since humankind gave dominion to Hasatan, we see the institutions cultures, and actions of humankind becoming more distant from Elohim's ways. We see Elohim establishing a righteous people through Abraham, a remnant through which he will reverse the damage done by Hasatan.
1: When you mentioned Abraham, I just thought of another circle. Jehovah formed Adam and Eve as the first humans, and they multiplied and filled the earth. When Jehovah determined to start over because of mankind's sin and violence, he started over with Noah and his family and his wife, thus repopulating the earth again. And when sin continued to abound, Jehovah called Abraham, an elderly man with no children. Because Abraham obeyed him, Jehovah made him to become the father of many nations. Talk mm-hmm. about circles. Mm-hmm. In each case, our heavenly father used a little to make a lot. and In each case, faith and obedience
0: was required. That's a great observation, Mama. Now to add to that, Elohim took those children of Abraham who put their trust in him to be a light to the nations of the world, but they largely kept the light to themselves. The chosen people strayed from Elohim's instructions, ultimately resulting in ten of their twelve tribes being scattered throughout the nations of the world. Elohim sent his unique son through the remnant tribe of Judah. His son paid the price for the sins of mankind creating the promised path to Tikkun Olam, the restoration of everything.
1: In the Bible, we see prophets sent by Elohim. They foretold the mission and accomplishments of Jehovah's unique son, Yeshua of Nazareth. Some foretold great turmoil and suffering on a global scale, leading to a time of redemption. That will be when Yeshua completes the mission of the restoration of everything, Tikkun Olam and ultimately bring heaven to earth and restoring the beauty of Elohim's creation. Amen. The circle will then be complete, and it will be good again. So, what would you do if you discovered that the way you live your life and some of your beliefs are out of line with God's instructions? Would you take the blue pill and ignore the patterns laid out for
0: us to follow? Or would you take the red pill and learn the lessons from our fathers? Only you can answer that question. In describing the story of Israel's journey from slavery in Egypt to freedom in the Promised Land, 1 Corinthians 10 verse 11 makes a striking statement. It says, these things happened to them as examples, and they were written down as a warning to us who are living in the end of times. Now, what could the story of Israel's exodus have to do with the last days? Isn't the Old Testament done away with, replaced by the New Testament?
1: Let's talk about that on our next podcast. Listen to this once again and tell a friend. If you listen regularly, please send us an email letting us know how you're doing and how we can improve what we're doing. Thank you for spending 15 or so minutes with us at Red Pill Torah, where
0: you can handle the truth.